previously on the bottom rack. This is embarrassing. I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> if this had been on VHS, we wouldn't yeah. even point that. We would be like, holy shit, that was awesome. Probably gonna, probably gonna start, start, start messing with the own the feed old. of this podcast. <laughs> Just to do it. Why all of a sudden? What the hell now? Why now? <laughs> Why start acting now? Think, think, think about all the different things it's gonna do. It's like, are you okay to? No, no, I'm fine. It's all good. But I had the memories, man, because it did. He's like, no, those are my memories. I implanted them. Yeah. But I, my mom was. No, that was my mom. I had a wife. And he was like, <laughs> not anymore, sucker. That was mine. <laughs> Bottom rack, Mockbuster Summer continues. Uh, may as well start recording now, Jesus. Why not? I don't even I miss out on it. That was one of the I say luckily. I was fortunate enough that that the whole Pokemon thing just completely missed me. Uh when did it I'm trying to think of when it hit, because my brother, I mean, it hit him. Two thousand fourteen? I mean, it, well, I mean, not the phone. But, game. I'm talking about like originally the Pokemon when it first hit America. Uh, early, early aught knots were when it was it picked up steam real quick. I mean, like it, it hit him square right between the eyes. I mean, he might have been ten, <laughs> whatever. And like I said, I was out of it. I was done. It was, you know, that was just past. I just narrowly escaped it, so I didn't have too much to worry about it, but. And actually, I'm not in the Pokemon, but I was looking for an. I, in all honesty, was looking for an excuse to get my ass up and and walking around, and so I saw this game and I, I tried it a few times, figuring, oh, you know, well, maybe it'll get me to walk in, and it did, and I'm I'm glad it did because I love gaming and and I don't mind walking, but this really, I mean, you could easily burn an hour and you don't realize it, like today. Just before the podcast, I walked almost 5K, uh, just uh, a little over an hour, just walking around catching Pokemon and shit. I mean, the applications are incredible, like what it can actually do. I am all for that. That's like seeing those kids playing DDR in the mall. Now, I lament DDR mainly because they moved two, sometimes three cabinets out of the way for those (laughs) stupid machines for all those stinky, sweaty, hot topic kids to be dancing around in there. And that just smelled (laughs) awful. But, I mean, I don't begrudge them. It got them moving and dancing around. So, what it did was great. But but by that time, I mean, arcades were pretty much dead anyway. That was like the last big hoorah was the DDR machines. So I mean anything like that, I you know I'm all for it. It's just you know, and I and I am not sounding like a curmudgeon at all. Kids, oh no, play, no, no, kids, no, no, no! I didn't, I didn't take you it. You like kids that at play all. your games. That's <laughs> fine. Y'all play your Nintendos or whatever. That's fine. It's just I was fortunate enough to not be hit with that. I've got sure. enough on my plate. I got enough with the Masters yeah. of the Universe and the Transformers and all the early '80s toys and stuff. It, you know, I don't need the Pokemon. Believe me, I don't need that crack. <laughs> 
No, I I only played the app. I wasn't really into it either because it came out uh, ninety seven. So that was I yeah. just gra- I just graduated college and and got married uh, within that year when it first hit, and it's still running. I mean, they got over a thousand episodes of this uh, show in variations. Yeah, kind kind of like uh, Power Rangers, you know. Uh, I got mm-hmm. out of that for I didn't get quite into that craze too because that was just before my time. Because uh, yeah, I'm like you, Daniel. My generation was all about GI Joe, Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had our own crack, our action figures, and our early Nintendos. Yeah, uh, so. that was. Just, I mean, yeah. it just yeah. I didn't have enough time for. I mean, thank God. Like I said, I had an, I got enough to. Oh occupy my wish lists <laughs> so, talking about <laughs> video games you go, you all know it i want to know how much of a bonus the guy who came up with the game gauntlet i want to know how much of a bonus that guy got that year because oh it, it, it was it is the best it was the best gimmick in the height of arcades when <laughs> warrior needs food badly, that sounded like Jeff Bridges. Now I want to see a Jeff Bridges game of Gauntlet. Oh, your warrior needs food um, badly. Tell me about it, man. It's like um, God altered beast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you had warrior needs food badly. But what 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 was brilliant about Gauntlet was you start your game. And the minute you start your game, your health would count down. But clicking down, you're done. You're already on a borrowed time. But you could increase your health quickly, either by grabbing food, which gets sparser as you go through the hundreds of levels that never end, or if you put more quarters in the machine, you get more life. It really is a brilliant concept. (laughs) Right? Talk about, I want to know what bonus that guy got that year because I'm like, that is probably, you know, especially those early video games, that's probably one of the more brilliant concepts of a video game is, here you go, you got a badass fantasy dungeon crawl. You're like, all right, I can pick four characters. And the minute you put your quarters in, you're like, oh shit, my health is going down. But you're like, you put another quarter in and go, oh, look, I got 500 more health. And you take that roll of quarters and you start filling everything. <laughs> every aesthetic of that game was just, I, mean, I could talk endlessly about this stuff, but you would talk, let's talk gauntlet, all right? Let's, I'm just even throwing down, I, damn, I don't have my dungeon sense. I need to put like my Saragost album on in the background and talk about this shit. Cause that's, I mean, you just look at gauntlet. What's the first thing you see? You got this dude with bangs in his hair, Furry underwear, furry boots, and a big axe. Okay. Next to him, you've got an elf looking like the green arrow kind of thing. Next to that, you, of course, got your big titted Amazonian chick. And I'm not saying that like in a crass way. No, I'm saying it like like in the 80s awesome furry underwear thing. You got this big titty chick with a sword who's right by there, and she has to have a little extra furry underwear because she's got extra things to cover. But then, and then you got the wizard. Right. It's Dungeons and Dragons. You've got dungeons. I didn't see a dragon yet, but it doesn't matter because right when you start the game, you're just trotting around beating the shit out of ghosts. And you see skeletons and skulls and treasure and stuff. The the game itself captured everything we wanted in the 80s as far as Dungeons and Dragons. And then it was a quarter vacuum as well. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, you know, Pac-Man, it was cool. Pac-Man was awesome. It, it, don't get me wrong. Pac-Man was great. Galaga. Had, you know, Defender Galaga is probably... When I try to think of like what my favorite game is of my entire life, that is like in the top five. Oh, Gal- I still say mm-hmm. that is one of the greatest games ever made. Still, it just has yet to be topped. So yeah, but you had games like that. But all of a sudden, Gauntlet comes out of left field. It was like what Conan did to the movie industry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just it was. absolutely yeah. brilliant. And you know, of course, for D and D nerd, you know, someone oh, like me, yeah. man, I was eating that game. Oh, oh my god! Right? I still I play the. the uh, what was it? The sixty-four version. <laughs> yep. yep. I've got. Yeah, I've, that's my favorite. Yeah, there's the sixty-four version Gauntlet Legacy. That that uh, uh, that one's really good. They got Dark Legacy. I got a couple of those mm-hmm. as well. But let me tell you, when we bought our PS3 uh, many moons ago, when it not first came out, but like a year or two later, I hooked it up. We didn't have any games for it. You know what I bought for download? I bought mm-hmm. Gauntlet 2. And the minute I bought Gauntlet 2 for PS3, yes, I did. I, f- I hit the button <laughs> for credits and I held it down for like... <laughs> <laughs> was, and, and then as I got to 99, you know, 9,999 9, life points, I'm like, I wonder if it rolls over and counts. So I went over to, uh, you know, I rolled it over to 10, and then and if it got to zero, it went to 9,999. I'm like, yes! So I held the button down further. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, dude, there was one game I got, and I bought it. It hit Steam, I forget what... Uh, Tower of, mm-hmm. Tower of Doom or something. It was remember Capcom with their side scrolling beat 'em up oh, games yeah. like oh, Final yeah. Fight. Mm-hmm. They had a whole bunch of like Final Fight, Cabinet Commando, several of them. They had one for D and D. It was called, and all I knew of it was Tower of Doom. We used to have yeah. it in the arcade, and then it was just gone. Never heard, didn't hear peep out of it forever. Well, then Steam released it, and it's like the Mistara collection or whatever. I bought that shit so fast. <laughs> installed that thing and I mean I'm like you I, I still play through that I, that's almost like an annual thing during the holidays that I'll play it just because it's a it's a quarter muncher but you can just sit there and you know you just continue virtu- it virtually put in quarters it's so Dude. it's so redeeming for us 80s kids just sit there and go yeah fuck you <laughs> it, it is but it also that game had branching paths yeah. that thing had like three different ways that you could go sure. through it to find the level so I mean yeah it would be impossible you had to be rich to go through that thing. So yeah, I'm I'm all about uh, inserting the coins to continue. Yeah. Well, yeah. Shoot, yeah, I'm gonna continue. Come I in, you could burn through it in about an hour. Yeah. Much the same like um Dragon's Lair. Yeah. Jesus God. Yeah, remember when uh, uh when DVDs first came out, they jumped on that and suddenly you could play on your DVD player because of the way the controls were, you could play Dragon's Lair and Dragon's Lair 2 and Space Ace. All on, mm-hmm. on your DVD player because the directionals were just like the controller. It's like I've wanted to make one of those for years, trying to those, think of a way how to make like an interactive movie, well, like that, on YouTube or something I, like that. I could never play them because um, they were on Laserdisc. So when you chose a direction, it took a minute, you know, it took that 10 seconds or whatever, or a yeah. few seconds to load the next scene. <laughs> And I never got used to that playing the stand-up. I just got frustrated because I thought I made the right move, and suddenly I'm dead. I'm like, wait, what? 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 Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just, is, is 
Paul coming? Or is he here? I'm, I'm wondering. Uh, you can Paul? tell we don't we don't want to talk about Transformers. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're here! I've uh, been here. Well, you could say, "Hey, how you doing?" Uh, I've been uh, listening to you guys. You seem to be having a wonderful because conversation. We were waiting I did on not Paul. want to interrupt. He you likes he li- <laughs> he likes to listen. Well, <laughs> I'm a lurker. Uh, okay, let me get some water, and we'll all right. Everybody, fam, at night. I did start out as an audience member. <laughs> I started out as an audience member, but then I've grown. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then and then he made me watch the watch the movies. <laughs> although I can, I'm gonna send a picture to you guys. <laughs> although I, I'm gonna say right now that uh, after because I had watched Transmorphers before, uh, after watching it a second time because I had completely blocked it from my memory. Um, I can understand where Paul might have thought that the film was the Terminator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it has more in common with Terminator than it does with Transformers. For oh, sure. All right. Well, so we said, Jesus Christ, that picture. All right. <clears throat> do I, I'll go do ahead I wanna, and, oh, let me, let me I'm, wait. I'm I want to see look. this picture. I'm going <laughs> to... Something getting transformed. You get to or watch what? Transformers until you understand the plot. God <laughs> knows. So, yeah. so this is Fifty Shades of Asylum. Then I see. May as well okay. be Fifty Shades of Gunmetal Gray. Actually, I do have a movie from Wild Eye releasing called the Darker the Darker Fifty Shades the Fetish Set. Um, yeah, oh, uh, no. one of those indie films that. <laughs> plays off of the oh yeah i haven't watched it yet but it's in my collection oh no (laughs) they made it worse the way she said it because we know we can extrapolate everything just from you describing the title of the film we already know people are gonna watch it you're gonna watch it (laughs) chances are one of us also is gonna end up having to watch that piece of shit and probably devote an hour and a half to it in a podcast (laughs) i just love oh no (laughs) <laughs> anyway, all right, I can get my let me do my intro y'all keep harassing me right. I gotta uh, whoo, grab the zen on this one buckle up kids <laughs> this is gonna be fun hi welcome to the bottom rack bottom shelf entertainment for your top shelf lifestyle I am Daniel well my name is Daniel but my friends call me Daniel so you can call me anything you want I am not Optimus Prime. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, have we got a doozy that we have been going with. I mean, like, all right. The other shows for the other weeks, that's just been a preamble. That was like four score and six trucks ago and a couple of timelines, some time traveling and some cyborgs and stuff like that. That was all well and good because I've been saving it up for this one. Let's get a good way to prelim this. All right. Years ago. I won't even bore people about the Asylumists. If you've already heard all of this in the Session Zero and my love for the Asylum, the fact that I'm even doing this. The movie that turned me on to the Asylum, like when I realized that there was a professional company that made money, 
I assume they make money, but a professional company that was making movies specifically f- with the intent of fooling people, of making what we now know colloquially as Mockbuster, but at the time, I, I didn't know there was a name for it. The first movie was Transmorphers. I was working... No, I wasn't working at Kmart, but I've, I've worked at Kmart like a long time. So I just happened to go back and forth there a lot. I still have friends there over the years, but I remember seeing that movie on the bottom shelf. Bottom rack. <laughs> I remember <laughs> seeing that with that gaudy yellow sticker, the $9.99 sticker. I mean, those people were making money off of this. Blew my mind. Never saw it. Eventually, I did see it like a long time ago, but I mean, I think I was either half asleep and or drunk. And so I just, it's gone by the wayside. Never even saw it or nothing. Well, <laughs> that time has passed. I have watched Transmorphers. And if you kids have been following along at home with your podcasting things or whatever the hell it is you kids do nowadays, you know the, sh- the, uh, the movies that we will be watching. So if you've decided to be brave enough to watch it, you can follow along in the podcast as well. I did not venture into this territory alone, however, because I have with me a panel of people, I would say victims, but no, they're friends. Well, they were. (laughs) We'll see after this mockbuster summer is over. Anyway, to my right, the RC to my Springer, Miss Angelique Bone. How are you? Um, I'm good. (sighs) My brain's a little melty after watching this thing. It happens. To the right of her, I think, not to, not too sure, but Mark the Movie Man, how are you? I'm I'm here, and this is a movie that exists. <laughs> <laughs> That's, thank you for, I mean, we're keeping this positive. I appreciate that. <laughs> At least You're for welcome. now. <laughs> You're welcome. To the right of him, which might be to the left of me if we were sitting in a circle, but I'm still not quite sure about that. Paul Salzer, how are you? I'm doing really well. I'm I'm really happy to talk about uh, Terminator. <laughs> I'm really happy to talk about a movie that you watched with us in tandem at the same time in the same place, possibly during the same podcast episode. This is great. <laughs> what really sucks is that you are a professional movie critic, so you've probably watched this film twice as much as I have. It's true. I have watched it twice. Oh, damn. So. I, I watched it twice also. So that Yeah. I had to. Oh, okay. I wasn't brave enough for anything more. I thought I might try to attempt it maybe a third outing today, but oh, thank God I didn't, <laughs> didn't have to. <laughs> I hope I made Lucky. some copious notes. Uh, maybe they'll get us through there. Kind of sort of what I've gathered is that I probably didn't need to take half as many notes as I did take. Um, but then again, because you've seen all the other movies where, that inspired wait, this. Wait, where we were supposed to take notes? Oh, we didn't have <laughs> You don't have to. Trust oh. me. I'm not going to handicap you on that one. If you could follow the plot, I mean, you, damn, dude. You, you don't need to be doing a podcast here. <clears throat> Set the stage for this one, though, if I may. I am, of course, I'm an 80s kid, so who's not a fan of Transformers? Optimus Prime is like my Jesus, okay? He's just... It is what it is. Give me Peter Cullen's voice to tell me anything, and I will do it. I mean, he could tell me that my dog died last night because he ran over it. He said, Daniel, I want to tell you a tale. I sacrificed your dog to Satan. And I'd just be staring at him like all teary-eyed and shit. I'd do it now if he told me that. That kind of sucked, but 
hey, it is what it is. I will defend the Bayformers movies. <laughs> I was waiting on that. <laughs> more, more power to you, sir. I don't care. It just, look, it is what it is. I, don't, I will talk to them blue in the face about them. It's not that they're great. I think they are. I, they're they're fine as they are. They could have been a lot worse. They're a lot better movies. But, I mean, Transformers, the animated film, the 1986 film, that, as I'm trying to think, because it's occurred to me, I think it was like earlier this week, probably when I was trying to scrub my brain after watching Transmorphers, like my favorite movie, I'm pretty sure, is Aliens. Like Now that I, as I just recount every movie that i've seen and what movie just impacted me the most in my lifetime and what i always go back to like if i frame a story what do i want it to emulate and what do i feel is the perfect is aliens but that transformers animated film is probably like number two definitely in my top five as like my all-time favorite films so there's you know i say all that to say it should be (laughs) well thank you i mean it's just optimus prime man he raised me yeah we're a generation of kids raised by tv and optimus prime and he-man raised me and so that's i say all that just to say that that, you know there's a big pedigree for daniel here when watching a movie like this then I turn on Transmorphers. <laughs> <clears throat> and and <laughs> there is a, I mean, seriously, there, there's no transvestite in it and nothing morphs. So I'm wondering where the hell this time, because there was certainly no Transformers either. <laughs> Trans. Well, there was please. kind of one. Kind of. I will get it. It was more like. It was more like one of those McDonald's toys. It was a GoBot. We'll get there. We'll it get was there. literally yeah. a GoBot. It wasn't a Transformer. It was a GoBot. You know, the jet that could transform the, from a robot to jet, but you know, it was one. a robot because you could see his face when he flew by because GoBots didn't hide their identity too well. And they had and, the mega reverb and delay on their voices. It's like you yeah. could barely understand Turbo. You know, Although the, the only cool GoBot that I really loved was the German tank. Oh, yeah, he was cool. He, the scientist was awesome because, yeah, his head was the actual tank head. That was awesome. And see, but, I watched GoBots as a kid as well. I mean, as a kid, I, what the hell did I not watch? I mean, but, you know, I... I watched GoBots. I went to the theater and saw GoBots Battle the Rock Lords. I remember yes! my parents took me to the theater opening night to see that. So I, you know, I, I have a nice, I'm a veteran of these times. This movie isn't even GoBots. <laughs> no, no. So I need somebody. Let me see. Actually, you know what? Before we even start going into all of this, let me go ahead and give this the proper bottom rack treatment. Before we just even try to disseminate any form of plot or whatever, let me go ahead and say, because I do keep this positive, regardless, let me give you the synopsis storyline according to IMDb. I will try to do my best 80s movie guy because I can't do Peter Cullen, so... A race of alien robots have conquered Earth and forced humanity underground. After 400 years, a small group of humans develop a plan to defeat the mechanical invaders in the ultimate battle between man and machine. Let's see, that 
sounds kind of cool. Doesn't sound <laughs> yep. anything like Transformers, yes. but it sounds cool. I mean, it reads. I'm not saying I sound cool. I'm just saying it reads really cool. It's like okay. It, it, if you give me a Daniel, I don't know if you looked up on Google instead of IMDb's description. You know how Google puts a description for the uh, uh, in the, for the films occasionally in the upper right. Okay, I I, I could read that one for you. It's a little <laughs> bit different than the Transformers. Mark, one. take this one, please. <clears throat> All right. These mechanical murder machines have taken over the earth and only a ragtag gang of good-looking freedom fighters can save the day. Well, thank God they're good-looking. <laughs> because I don't want any homely people rescuing my planet. You got me. <laughs> I mean, so I don't know. We don't want any junk bots, all right? I want straight-up Constructicons or go home. All right, rescue bots or GTFO. Let's do this with. <laughs> let's look at the cover. Everybody mm. have this cover, this dazzling cover art. I mean, do, do we all have access to this? Because yeah, I want to yeah, start yeah, with yeah. you, yeah. Angelique. D- describe <laughs> this cover for us so that people at home, if they want, if they can't pull up the Transmorphers movie box art, this box art is giving us a promise. What is this thing promising you? It certainly you? is. Okay, so I'm going to paint a picture with my voice. <laughs> so oh, yeah. you've got that beautiful green-gray skyline in the background. It's a city in, in a, a peril. You've got a giant-ass robot with cannon arms and glowing green eyes and missiles on the shoulders facing down against, you know, maybe one battalion of soldiers. There's fire and explosions and machines and... ah. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Paul, <laughs> care to add to that? <laughs> uh, I, I, the only thing that I would add, uh, because Angelique did a really wonderful job of describing the cover, is that it has a very, um, what do you call it, a graphic novel look to it. it. It looks very much like an exciting science fiction novel that I would be, you know, I, I, if I were to walk in my comic book store and see this, as a comic book, I would probably get this and, and want to read it, uh, let alone that, you know, it's a movie cover. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a wonderful cover. It does want uh, does compel you to, fr- to want to look I mean, at it. promising so. a lot. <laughs> Mark, say, I, I'm assuming the same for you. I mean, that you want to poo-poo all over it. How's the box the trans- for you? <clears throat> the Transmorphers, less than meets the eye. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm going to have to get a sting, get one of the old Transformer cartoon sting, like the transition sting, and use that during this. Anyway, please continue. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, but it's good that they didn't use the same template. So we've got a little different template they used. And yeah, it, you look on it, you got guys, you got battle. It, it's like, okay, this looks. You're like, yeah, I can kind of see that this is, you know, how maybe this is going to be similar, picking up and just looking at the box, going, this could be similar to Bayformers. And, you know, it's not going to be any worse than Bayformers based off of the cover. So, okay, you know what? I'll give it a try because, yes, as you mentioned before, Daniel, uh, Asylum is taking old school VHS on the shelf approach 
and giving you some really interesting, at least eye-catching of some sort, cover art that has absolutely dick to do with the movie. <laughs> we'll get we'll get there. <laughs> they, they, they don't even have these robots in there. We'll get we'll get there. We'll get, <clears throat> but yes, the cover art it grabs your eye. You're like, okay, you're trying to look for something kind of you know light popcorn film, and you already watched your Bayformers, so you're just like, oh well, you know what? Yeah, this looks interesting. Sure, I'll I'll, I'll watch it and. You know, and then you, that's then me. You watch it. I and see then you it. Watch it. I mm-hmm. see tanks. I see a giant robot. I've got a chain gun for an arm. I see a bunch of military dudes. You've got a city in ruin in the background. We've got fire and explosions. I can hear the semi almost dubstepy type slight movie score <laughs> yep. you know it's like uh not hans uh what's the guy that did transform steve jablonski so i can hear yeah, like yep, steve jablonski yep. mixed in with junkie xl and probably a little eric Eckholm. only i know that this is not like a big budget hollywood so a lot of the high dollar strings would be replaced with the more friendly synthy fare which is not even a bad, especially talking to somebody like me, that is certainly not a bad thing. It's going to make it more 80s-ish. So yeah, I can just tell you right now, I don't even have to be 8. I can be 38. I can be 88. I'm picking this thing up. It, well, it and, is what it is. <laughs> and, the, and the text, too, for the title alone. I mean, it's in bold, you know, italic font, and the name is big enough to reach stretch across the entire top of the cover. So it's like, if nothing else, you're just like, you cannot, it is in your face. You cannot ignore this title, compare it to it's a blockbuster equivalent, the transformers poster, which has transformers in a darker gray font. That's near the bottom. You know, it, it's got the head of the robots, uh, on there trying to feature that and the name is kind of secondary whereas transmorphers asylums like this movie is fucking called transform transmorphers uh-huh. baby we got this- explosions on it <laughs> we've got explosions <laughs> We've got the final battle between man and machine. I was and- just fixing. Now, come on. You got to give like the voice. You know, you'd hear a the final battle between man and machine. Thank you. That's right. Give us a bram. couple of runs, you know, string runs and motifs. Run, run. Thank you. I'm going. I'm going to get into this robot, and I'm going to kick your transmorphers. Sorry, I, I just had a robot jocks flashback. No, we just made an awesome movie right there. <laughs> oh wait, and forgot to mention Elise Scott film. Hey, we made it better, I think, than what it is. Maybe that was harsh. Let me. Do, all right, <clears throat> on the second viewing. God, this is so tough because it's not like I hate the film. And let me go ahead and say I don't hate it. Nope. No hate. I just don't know what I watched. So <laughs> let's start. All right. Give us the give us the plot rundown. One, I don't care who does. What the hell is the plot other than the little synopsis that we got? Because there was like four different uh. movies happening with this thing. Well. The, the primary plot is basically 
they have that opportunity to uh, get a power cell from one of these Z-bots. And so in order to do that, they, they thaw out the male lead, and his name is Mitchell, William Warren yeah, Mitchell, Warren I think Mitchell. it is. And he, he basically leads this team of the underground humanity resistance type fighters, and they go out and they capture one of these Z-bots, uh, and then you kind of find out the little twist uh, about the Z-bots not being vehicles, but actually being the aliens themselves. And unfortunately, the Z-bot that they capture dies. Uh, and so they, in order to stop all the other transmorphers, uh, they have to essentially implant the power cell into something like them. And then you, lo and behold, you find out that Mitchell is actually... Uh, based or is an android based on the technology of the transmorphers and then he goes and he uh, essentially at the very end sacrifices himself and then you know humanity is supposedly saved from the transmorphers because you have a android who learns See, to become you human started and so on about an hour into the movie though I know. I was yeah. because say, when it know, first starts the- it's like you, all right when you kick your movie off. You told me not to. You you told me not to put oh, in the summary that meant, you already mentioned. Well, no, I mean we didn't it. really get it's SETI. SETI. I've always thought that SETI is a bad idea because you you're blasting junk into space. You don't know what language they speak, so we're blasting junk into space trying to contact somebody. Oh, well, we pretty damn well made contact. Asshole robots come from the fifth dimension and take over the Earth for four hundred years. See, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, not your description. I'm not downing your description at all, Paul. That was you're good. You asked for a plot. You asked for a plot. Well, I you didn't ask this for, was integral to know. the plot where they came from. No, but they they always they already talked about it. They basically stated that aliens came came and and basically forced humanity into the underground. And 300 no, years no, later, four, then all of this other shit happens. Later. Well, 400 years well, 400 later, humanity whatever, decides uh, to get off its ass. Well, well, <laughs> That's a long well, time. The issue well, yeah. <laughs> with the whole 400 years later is that I'm glad they mentioned 400 years later because the humans in the movie seem to be a little confused of just how long they were down there. <laughs> uh, whether it was 100 years or a few hundred years, but Regardless of that, you look at what they built in what I guess was the underground city, but I guess it was underground. You look at what they built and going, why does it matter that you're going to the surface? The the transmorphers have terraformed it. It's shit up there, and you want to take it over, yet you've made it been able to develop this entire underground, like, you know, uh, freaking <laughs> Logan's Run type of society down below. Why take the surface? You guys I'm, seem perfectly fine, and your skin looks quite healthy for being in the you know being underground right? <laughs> underground for right? four hundred years. I mean, some of them even have a freaking tan and tan lines. I'm like, wow, you know, it, it's amazing. I want to know where the um the PlayStation Two enemies came from. Yeah. I mean, like this. Uh, who, because <laughs> all right, when it starts off, the Mario, flagrant Mario Paint, man. the flagrant use of the Doom sound effects. First yes. of all, will all right. 
There was a time, like maybe in the early to mid-90s, when you could use a sound effect from a video game and probably get away with it. And people might not necessarily call you on it. However, that time has damn sure passed. I remember seeing uh, Demon Knight in the theater. I snuck in. Yeah. Because I was just shy of being old enough to sneak it, but I snuck in. Anyway, I remember seeing Tales from Crypt Demon Knight. And it uses the doom sound effect, like whenever the you walk in and you hear the horse like that, yeah. Or when the one of them roars, there are two specific types of. There's an alarm sound and then a roar. You can hear both of those in Demon Knight. Now I love Tales from the Crypt and all, but it's when I hear that's like <laughs> they use that from Doom. Well, you don't when you're trying to make a you know a hideous jump scene or something menacing sounding you don't want the person laughing because he recognized you ripped off a sound effect from a video game fast forward <laughs> that a decade to 2007 with transmorphers don't use a sound effect from a 20 year or at that time you know 10 15 year old video game just don't do it and if you do Blend it a little better with the other stock sound effects that you've used at the opening splash of your title credit scene. And then they use the radar ping. Well, they use it as a radar ping, but it's um, it's like a light flash from Doom 64 that they yep. use. I heard that one. So I've heard two or three different door servos from Doom. I heard uh, one monster sound effect. I heard a rocket explosion from Doom. And then I heard the Doom 64 light effect thing. And this was like in the first 10 minutes. Uh, and I just quit kind of keeping a tally of the sound effects that I heard. I thought, I mean, I wasn't trying to be, you know, I'm trying to be a dick about it. It's just dealing in audio and stuff like that i can pick that stuff out it's a credit to you know to my nerdism as much as i played that damn game so yeah just long story short asylum pick another game you use sound effects from another we have a whole swath a dearth if you will of video game sound effects don't start your movie off with a doom door opening for god's sakes man anyway well, they oh they yeah. ripped off every other you know <laughs> popular film so why not right. just rip off the sound effects i mean you couldn't even they could all they had to do was drop it a half of octave or slow it to you know just just an eighth of speed just to give it a little bit more drag or something just to change it but to use the exact cue in their title sequence the minute i heard that i'm like oh <laughs> i was like now I want to play Doom. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Angelique. Yes. <laughs> this is nothing. Nothing <laughs> scary. It's okay. <laughs> if uh, all right, if you're in a position of authority, what the hell do I address you as? Like, I want to set this straight uh, right now. Do I call you ma'am okay. or sir? Because I'm a Southern boy. Uh, ma'am. I you. am a ma'am okay. or use my title. These assholes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Every, every single female character that somebody speaks to gets addressed as sir. Even to the point where during the first part, when General Van Asshole <laughs> <laughs> is talking to the 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 high muckety muck, calls this woman sitting in the chair, Mister Chairman. <laughs> I was like, 
Am I high? I mean, I'm... What? And I, I rewound it because I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm not seeing it. Maybe maybe I missed that they're actually talking to somebody behind her? No? Okay. So, every time... The, the general, you know, yes, I want you to go... Blah, blah, blah. Yes, sir. What? <laughs> there was something I read that one of those parts was replaced at the last minute. Like it was written to be a man, but it changed. If you're an actor, if you are an actor and you (laughs) want to get paid to act, you better by damn have enough range (laughs) to know that you're not speaking to a man. Even if that, I'm sorry, I've got my Julia Sugarbaker hat on. (laughs) Please continue because that's that just got to me as well. It's like. I don't, I just, whatever. They do and, whatever. And it's not, it's, I'm not on some, you know, crazy feminist thing. It's no, just it's not. It's, logical, it's just a logical thing. Like, I don't know who you're talking to. If you were talking to me, and I'm like, blah, 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 and you're like, yes, sir, and I'm like, what, who? <laughs> Where? Yeah, I know. Wait, Dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I Somebody need to give get... me James Garibaldi bone. I mean, <laughs> I need to get that just cleared out of the way because as you have mentioned the whole damn movie everyone is a sir and this ain't some sausage fest or nothing i mean this is the asylum it's, it's actually a, a, a what you, what's the opposite of a sausage fest i don't know but they pick some decent looking chicks as mark said the complexion's pretty cool for them being underground for a couple centuries but their eyeliner was crazy some of it was they going needed, i mean they needed yeah. help that that makeup department well, one of them looked like they ran away from the set of Doomsday. So, you yeah, know, I couldn't so get it. That. I couldn't understand what that was all about. But you know what? Kids and your fashions and whatnot, that's fine. Okay. So, we're supposed to call women, call women the women's. Okay. So, I call them ma'am. That's fine. Paul. <laughs> all right. Did it bother me? Absolutely not. <laughs> I had no problems with it. Uh, oddly enough, I had a very similar conversation with my friends. We were role-playing uh, last week, uh, and it was on Sunday, and it, it was just very odd that this particular topic came up, and uh, I happened to tell them that I don't mind calling people like, you know, you know how they have certain words that have to be like masculine and feminine, you know, you use have the damn pronouns. Okay. And Paul. to me, <laughs> well, to me, I'm not confused by that. Uh, it's so like, I, I will call right. all actors, actors. I don't feel that I need to, I, I don't need to distinguish well, that's been, gender I mean, that's into been the accepted it. term uh, for and, almost 20 years now. Cause it's like, I, I, I understand. I, I'm, I'm just giving an example. Uh, of of a conversation that we had to kind of set you up for my my mind frame my mind uh, my mentality about this is so while like mistakenly watching this film <laughs> uh, uh, the the at the wrong time um <laughs> so I, I already had that in my fresh in my head so it was like to me it was like oh well, they're they're being a little bit like progressive where like okay uh, I thought it was a lot that they spent more time underground a lot longer 
uh, to me, it was like, okay, well, they've been living together. So gender, gender things, everything just kind of devolved into this neutral thing where everything is sir. And, you know, like there is you no reading way too much into anymore. an asylum movie. And that's why I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not reading. Well, no, I, like I said, that's why I had to explain to you guys my mindset before going into this, because had you guys not had a similar conversation, uh, which obviously you guys had not, you guys looked at it as just being some kind of a like a, a kind of a, a confusing mess. No, which I'm sure that's what would have happened. <laughs> I, I didn't see it as a confusing so, mess, though. Paul, you sound like you're pissed. Don't, it's okay, you know, it's okay, man. No, <laughs> I just, you, no I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm this, oh, this is my he's, serious he's voice. Serious, I, I, I get you. I, you know, well, do, do you want me to be like, like wacky and, no. and stuff like that? You guys are, <laughs> you guys are covering that right now, so I don't need to be I'm not zany saying, and wacky no. about a film that not that necessarily, you know, uh, like uh, you guys know how much I don't yeah, like I had no asylum clue. films, <laughs> and and so I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to be as seriously. Uh, as serious as I can get without, yeah. like, because it's so easy for no, me no, no, to no, just no. super criticize. <laughs> oh, no. Here's the and... here's the thing: I wasn't confused by it I, at all, because if you watched, especially enough early sci-fi and other sci-fi films, writers throw it in as they're trying to show progressiveness by calling the female soldier "sir." I've seen it in other sci-fi films. Unfortunately, I, I'm trying to. Remember, there was one of the more uh, bigger films where it, a female moved into the position of like captain or whatever, and she throws out an order, and the whole crew says, "Sir, yes, sir." It, it, it's something that does show up in sci-fi, so it didn't bug me that they did that. Why they threw the what does this the title action of hero chairman? Do? He was the drone on the end. I'm not <laughs> Mr. Chairman, yeah, and. and and Mr. Sir Chairman, it was it, it felt forced, like, oh, look at us. Just like it's like, oh, look, we have. And again, I, mean, I am not saying anything against lifestyles at all. I am full support of it in this film, though. Not only are they slapping you with sir, yes, sir, sir, chairman, sir, Mr. And addressing it all to a female character. But then the female character is a lesbian. Yeah. So, so there's that correlation as well. Like, oh, look at us. We're being progressive. We have a lesbian couple in here. You know, it, it, it's very upfront and prevalent that it was put in here. And it really felt like the writer was thinking, oh, man, I'm being so, like, progressive <laughs> with it. I, saw, I just thought it was a slipshod I mean, way of writing. <laughs> I could go ask my dad right now on the air because he, he was a Marine. <laughs> Be like, what pronoun do you use? <laughs> I you know the hell so, you talking about? So, but I, I get what you're saying, Paul. And for me too, it didn't bother me at all because if you watch enough older sci-fi or some sci-fi, you see it in there because it's trying. To, it is trying to kind of represent being progressive. If you want to be progressive, just, was, drop the pronoun completely. Call them by their rank. Right. Chair lady. Right. Yeah. General. General, captain, general, Bob. captain, president, you know, that that's another way is, is general, captain, president. You don't use any pronoun. The fact they've called her Mr. And, you know, now granted, we got that because we got that in Star Trek. Spock referred to Savick as Mr. Savick. 
He didn't say Mrs. He said Mr. Savick. And she seemed fine with it. Oh. So, I mean, we, we, we've had that kind of thing before. It's just that Transmorphers writing is so poor mm-hmm. that it, it, it it's, it's like evident, like the guy person's writing this and they are thinking we are making a progressive film because we have main characters who are alternative lifestyle and we've got them. And we're referring to her as Mr. Showing, you know, and it's so in your face that it 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 is jo- it's it's not so much confusing as just like almost insulting like yeah okay we get it yeah you know um i would have rather they focused more time on not using special effects that rival birdemic you know <laughs> thank you <laughs> I, I, birdemic <laughs> used animated gifs for their birds and i swear to god some of these robots looked like something someone stole from a geo site uh, website and they threw <laughs> it on there on some green background to try to and i'm putting it in quotes composite it into this film see that, i'm getting there what that, i was gonna ask paul if i may <laughs> I just wanted to know what the hell I was supposed to call this chick in a, in authority. What I really wanted to know what the hell that team was doing whenever the first time they go up there. They were set up. That General Van Ryberg was setting them up for failure because she knew that they would that. get ice. She, yeah, she did. Yeah, I I watched it a third time today. <laughs> That's the charm. <laughs> And there's a line, and you will miss it if you are already getting bored with the movie or you're just like, (laughs) this is already a big steaming pile. But there is a single line when she's talking to that scientist guy or the other high military guy after they look at the stupid scope. And she says something like, you know, (laughs) tell the team to go because it'll be their last mission or something like that. So she knew they were all going to eat it. Well, dang. See, I had, I had no clue. I was did, just, cause it crossed did, my mind too. It's like, what the hell are they doing up there anyway? Did Did you catch that, Paul? Sorry, Paul. I, 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 she... <laughs> uh, not not the line, but I knew that they were uh, setting up for the failure because the second time I watched it, you can easily uh, notice that they needed that in order to get an excuse to thaw out uh, uh, Mitchell. Because it, it, had they not had some kind of failed attempt, they just they wouldn't have because he is t- considered too dangerous to have, you know, just thought, oh, yeah, the very first idea we're going to do is we're going to thaw out this one guy that's <laughs> like a traitor to the nation. So, yeah, that I to me, it felt like it was a needed plot, but it was almost like a plot device. I, I didn't know the actual Such line. a convoluted so. way to go about that. <laughs> That's pretty long way to go about just waking a dude up. Best, they killed their best soldiers. Supposedly, yeah, that was the best team. <laughs> but there, there's, so maybe they had a chance that, oh yeah, well, you know, we, they had every every uh, like they had every feeling that it would like, Oh, if it succeeds, we can do this, Maybe but so. we have plan I, B. I, don't, I did. Like, I had to note <laughs> the poor girl. They had working the calm, the calm tech, <laughs> um, sir, like, uh, like these targets just turn into enemies, sir. It just, the way she said that, I just, 
I'm not talking. Just say it the way that she presented that line. Sounded like she had no effing idea <laughs> what those little dots were on her radar dis- display. Well, yeah, they they, they got past the green <laughs> yeah, line. I guess so. she, they, they kept watching the same graphic. I didn't really see anything change <laughs> on the radar from the first beginning of the film to the next. But I'm like, I, yeah. did it, what what changed? How can you tell? An extra Never triangle mind. appeared. Uh, oh, that's right. Oh, next year, you're right. And, and we got a good, it, like, we got a good music up, score. It came up yes. like the thing from a Magic Eight Ball. When when you do get the music score, when you do cool. get a musical score in here, it's very cool. It's it's when it happens though, because there's a surprising lack of it in this mm-hmm. film as well, which surprised me for Asylum because they're usually filling in any dead space with some kind of music and it's usually good <laughs> like it's you, not stock stuff yeah. like their stock music is not what everybody else pulls from so like their stuff usually is really cool very uh kind of i forget the dude's name that did metal gear but it yeah. sounds very reminiscent of metal gear solid on the playstation especially their more military focused movies mm-hmm. they do that yeah and i did so, have to note about the music but that was quickly taken over once the uh the alien. Well, here's things. what here's what I don't get. Sorry, didn't mean to <laughs> no, jump in, but my brain, my brain. Just, what I don't get is they're underground. Supposedly, okay. supposedly they're underground. Yet they talked all the world like they were above ground, and the the robots were attacking them from like a surface base because they're talking about breaking the lines and and i'm like where what <laughs> what lines just close the elevator shaft to be a to That's be underground to so do. much they spend an awful lot of time in this I'm movie above surface. ground yeah they got suddenly they got air pilots at an air base i'm like wait wait you got you got fighters you got you got you got a flight crew <laughs> Wait, how are they launching from underground? Why do you need it underground? Oh, they go to the surf. Wait, I'm like, world building, not. There, There is no world building in this film at all. And if you're going to do a film like this, you need some kind of world building besides, oh, they took over the earth in the first two minutes of the film. See, that's yeah. one of where it falls flat. Is there's too much happening? Yeah. They wanted to put their overthinking this plot entirely too much. I well, mean, even I will say, even Transformers did that, but they managed to cram it all in there in that first film. They managed to cram enough in there to make it compelling, but this there was just way too much happening. What were you about to say, Angelique? Well, they took the Matrix, the Terminator. Yep. yep. Um, a little bit of scanners yep. mm-hmm. and just a, the title of Transformers <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Demolition Man yep. and put it in a blender, blended it up, then dumped it in five gallons of water. Good yeah. God, I know. That's Everything up above ground was filmed in rain. <laughs> well, they My were t- thing they t- is, t- if, it's yep, been, t- if it's been raining for 400 years, everything would be flooded? They ter- well, they terraformed the surface to rain constantly because when I think mech and I think robots, I think 
I think <laughs> exactly. Right. I think, man, I want an environment that's going to be completely soggy for my metallic robots. I don't care if they are aliens. They're they're freaking. I'm like sitting there going, Rust, man. Mm-hmm. You know they didn't kill the humans who made Rustoleum. Those guys suddenly got their own like mansion because they had to go out there and spray a new coat on these suckers. <laughs> every 20 years just to make sure they aren't rusting you know uh, because because you don't want to rust when you're transmorphing into a gigantic cannon to take out the little humans that you could easily step on because <laughs> and your firepower is only about a sparkler word yeah you know you're showing off your cannon except when it turns into a tank head well you- <laughs> Yeah. Then, then it goes like <laughs> full on Megatron, like for a second, it's like, oh. boom, just right in some dude's nostril. I mean, it was like two inches <laughs> away from his face. It's like, bam, done. I, <laughs> I mean, not only do you have like every cast member ever that was a background character in, in a previous Asylum film in this movie with the speaking parts, because forget trying to figure out just a main character, but. I, well, that was a dude with the voice that made me all flutter. Yeah, yeah. There. Oh, that yeah. His voice was like oh, really you mean cool. Itchy, he could just just or, say or something, dude. Or, or, itchy. Yeah, itchy. Itchy was the best actor. Itchy was of the, the bunch. best. Itchy, I don't know what itchy. movie he was in, but they he must have been drinking before he got on set. And just go. All right, let's shoot this fucker. Let's go. He had a very Kevin Pollocky. He did type approach the way that he would approach his lines. Now I'm talking about the. I don't know the accent, but it was. I is it Welsh? Australian. Yeah. Was it Australian? Because he has a. It's a particular way that he rounds out his O's when he when he talks. Yep. He rounds his O's when he speaks. His voice. His voice carries over. And it makes me feel fluttery on the inside. It, it made me something yeah. about his voice is just really cool. It made me feel fluttery too. No, I like I like that <laughs> accent. I found the accent more interesting than anything going Face on. Flooded. In, in it movie. was kind of like that. Yeah. It was so. It's not. I mean, just odd, but it was just so out of place. And like, dude, why are you here? <laughs> like, he should have been a Game of Thrones yeah. because that's the way that they spoke. Is with that same the same style that they approached the the voice to it. It was that same accent and dialect. The this, hell are you doing here, bud? This this just <laughs> felt like they were they were throwing things at a dartboard and then did a like a, a you know a drawing by numbers. You know where you'd go from one A to B to C, but it's not a straight line. It's like all up and down, like on a seismograph. To get to whatever plot point was the purpose at the end, to which I'm sitting there and I watched it a second time and going, why is everybody suddenly focused on the tower? What? <laughs> what? Why? And suddenly this is a significant thing in the third act of the plot to get to the tower. And I'm like, where'd the tower come from? And why? Yeah, they never mentioned it. <laughs> the, good. I, I'm not the only think one to mention this before. I'm not the only one. They didn't mention anything about going into a tower before until they had to get to the tower. And I'm like, what's in the top? Why you would have thought that would have come up before now of the tower that suddenly we all have to go to. And then we have the ladies taking off in their jets to take on robots and I'm like oh yeah. 
now we're caught up to where Paul started out giving us the synopsis for this film. That's how I'm like for the listener. Seriously, like we ramble before. We're not rambling this time. Nope. (laughs) This is the film. This is what you get. This is what I asked for. (laughs) Jesus Christ. The prequel will talk about the aliens and what how how they actually got to this point. Oh, so 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 the prequel that we're watching the prequel to this because. (laughs) Much like the end sequence, yeah. much like the end sequence to a, a, a AVH, a producer watched this film and went, "Oh fuck, we gotta make another one to explain this movie because uh. I have no idea what's going on." And they're like, "Can we do another end credit scene?" No, no, we've got to. We, we'll just do a whole movie and it'll explain everything. I mean, this thing was seriously a fluke. Like most <laughs> asylum films, follow that formula that we saw in avh kind of sort of but especially the terminators that's that standard asylum by numbers format that you see in all these films is where something happens that you stock footage of la and then they'll <laughs> they'll superimpose some alien ship to come down and blow something up or a meteor hit something in la and then the camera will cut we'll get a cut to either party a and or party b and then we spend the rest of the movie with party A and party B trying to escape and they'll meet up and then they have to go and fight or escape from the creatures, the horrible critters that are coming after them. This is the same. It's not Scooby-Doo, but it's that stylized, episodic, procedural asylum formula that they always use. This movie didn't have that, and I honestly think that's kind of where it failed a little bit. Well, if it had that, it at least we could have followed it. <laughs> well, they did have the, the the team did split up, but you only yeah, really you, got you to got watch it, the one that team. Was <laughs> the third act that was like yeah. in the last twenty minutes is when it falls into asylum yeah, formula yeah. because uh, someone who was writing it grabbed the script from the guy who was on a bender and went, <laughs> and went oh shit. <laughs> Uh, we got to shoot this thing in like five hours. And uh, Bill, yeah, let's go to Vegas. No, we're not going to Vegas, Bill. No, no, Bill, go go sleep it off. I'll write the last eight pages of this movie. No, no, go find a sandwich. So, go, yeah, you go find a sandwich. I'll try to figure out where's that uh, where's that script for uh, that movie I'm thinking of making called uh, The Terminators. Uh, where's yeah. that? Okay, yeah. I'll just use part of this. You know, uh, yeah, it. Uh, you know, I know, it, <laughs> I know. It's it, trying it, to think. This film is so random, and I was giving it a chance, but watching it, I'm like, I can't because it's it's schizophrenic. It yeah. it really they really must have rushed this one and just were throwing ideas out. And I watched films like this in the past and they usually had one saving grace which was missing from this film and Oops. Uh, Angelique were Something. you reading my mind <laughs> they didn't even have that were you they had reading a shoehorn cat fight <laughs> they, yeah. I'm a witch mark you, you are <laughs> you are truly psychic or I'm just easy to read like a golden book um 
for <laughs> dummies. Uh, but no, because I've watched films like this in the 80s that were sci-fi bad. But you you had some of those type of exploitation elements in here. Yes, but you don't you don't get that in here. You have all these, and this is gonna sound superficial. I but it's let's face it, we're talking B movies here. So you have all these good-looking people, all these younger folks out, and you get into this cat fight, and you're like, okay, here we go. I want to see him next. This is where, <laughs> this is where it's going to actually get interesting and redeem the film, and no, it, it doesn't. I mean, I didn't we, even get a frozen dude butt. You didn't get a frozen dude butt or, no, or for a, real, a I naked mean, okay, guy thawed golden out. Golden opportunity. Yeah. yeah, You could have got him naked flying out. I mean, you could have had something for both parties in this film you're at least supposed to see like the sculpted abs yeah. or something like when they emerge you're supposed to see that v-line and the ab sculpture yeah. going like whenever they awaken from cryosleep i mean for crying out loud that that shoehorned cat fight was so ridiculous it, it was no like <laughs> half of it was almost shot for shot like star jam yes no I was going to ask, which I, you know, which would you prefer, you that, Star Jammers or this one? Oh, man, come on now. Star Jammers, easily. <laughs> Star Jammers. Just, for real, the chicks had the 80s hair with the 80s leotards. I mean, yeah, that all day long. Now, this one, again, it was, oh, what? I don't, Jesus Christ. The sets were kind of cool. I have to give them that. I'm again trying well, to think positive here. They they they're I mean, really good at addressing the same room. Uh, I know what the set was like, especially in the tower. Yeah, I know what they Except for are. the office chair, the, the, the office chairman's the, office and the bedroom, the the barracks was in the ex, the bunker. I, I have to say, I know yeah. it's stupid. I I know that that is, but. I have to say, mate, well, I can't say that they did anything in this movie on purpose or with intention. <laughs> All I can say that it lended to the film is the fact that it didn't distract me. Like when watching right. it, yep. I did notice that the second time I played. Now in the tower, again, just like in um the Terminators. Mm. Now those set pieces were really those cool. Were. Yeah. But in the tower, it was the same thing. It was almost like kind of like an old old westerns. Like how it was a fake town. And if you really sit and look at it, you know it's fake. But that's not the point. The point was just to fill in the background space so that you're watching Marshall Dillon fixing to gun a motherfucker down right in the middle of broad daylight. <laughs> that was the whole point. And the set pieces in this were kind of the same way I felt, at least. And then as I'm looking at them, it's like... I mean, they're actually kind of cool. And even the filming outside, they filmed all the damn exterior shots were in the rain. Yeah. That's like a no-no, is it? Am I, isn't that a no-no in filmmaking? That was natural like, rain. No. You can't, that is the most expensive way to destroy a budget, which might explain the PlayStation 2 era CGI. They blew it all on and water. effects that we, <laughs> we were getting. And just, who knows, but... <laughs> I mean, the sets were incredible <laughs> when they had the money. Uh, uh, okay, Lee, uh, I got to talk about your budget for uh, Transmorphers. Um, you're almost at the limit because of that last night scene. So uh, we haven't shot anything with the robots yet. 
We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. There you go. And Lee's got, I got it covered. Don't worry. I got it covered. Yeah, we got this. I got, I got, I got my, I got my cousin, Jeremy. He's good with computers. He's good with computers and clip, (laughs) clip art. We're good. I just, I want, I have to wonder, did, did he see this? Or she. I don't know. I can't tell what the way Lee is spelled. Lee Scott, if they actually you're gonna saw call the movie. Him, you're going to call him sir regardless. So. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're damn right, apparently. <laughs> and just, I, did, did they see this? Or, I mean, first of all, they wrote, directed, and edited it. What? Now, uh, John well, Carpenter got it. lucky. So they did because see you're, it. Yeah, John Carpenter got lucky because you are not supposed to edit your own shit. No. I mean, no. I... I record music and I take my life in my hands with every album because I'm not supposed to do you just you're never supposed to edit your own stuff. Now when you I do not edit my stuff when I write because when I do I always make mistakes. You never edit your own writing and this dude has the trifecta of the no-nos. And I just apparently yeah, they did see it and just nobody said, "Hey, um <laughs> That and kind of the same with the Star Wars prequels. Nobody came up to him. It was like, um, hey, that um, I mean, you could kind of superimpose the same. Jesus Christ, man, this movie. Uncle George, why don't you just come lay down and we'll take care of it? <laughs> yeah. It, well, they say he edited it, but I'm wondering if he just handed it to the intern going, look. I got a lunch, so here's the notes. Here's the footage. Just edit something, and I'll, yeah, I'll. Don't worry about it. Here you go. Just as confusing as this is. To, I'm sorry. Please continue. I, uh, on on the other hand, my vision is, you know, my thing is they'll see my vision. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make them pay. <laughs> Those fools gave me a budget. <laughs> my story will be told. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can. Paul summed up this movie for like anyone listening yeah, to this. Paul, what did you a great heard job. at the beginning, like yeah. Paul told you exactly because I watched this damn thing twice and still honestly could not come up with a really good cogent linear pattern for the plot. So the plot is aliens were discovered. They come to Earth. They kill everything. They fake blow up L.A. and everybody goes underground. Four hundred years later, they come back up. Team is set up just so that they could go wake a dude up who was frozen. Dude wakes up, calls all the women sir, and then wakes up his buddy. He was married to a chick, but she's not married to him anymore because she married the other chick that they all call sir. But even though that's fine because they're making a movie and it's not, I'm not complaining about it. It is what it is. There's a cat fight. It feels kind of shoehorned in there, if you will. But regardless, they have to go and capture an alien. They get the alien, come back, open him up, find out, oh my God, he's not an alien. He is the alien. He's not the alien. I was afraid of this the whole time. The aliens are the machines. I know, and then somewhere there's a whole da, lot of da, fighting da. going out. It's better hurry, Tracy. Don't get lost. I'm going back for Karina. Who's Karina? That's the girl that was my wife, but she's actually banged because it's with Sir. Yes, Sir. All right. Well, then you find out that the two chicks are gone, and then the dude goes, but before he does, he's a robot, too. That's why they found him wandering around up top. Walking around in nature like he belonged there. Nobody bothered to find out. Anyway, he goes to the tower and dies. Which is 
Yep. But that, that's also that's also the the explanation of why the the yep, can't uh, transmorphers can't read his mind because <laughs> <laughs> because he doesn't Holy have shit. a brain. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I never picked up. Oh, Mark the movie man! I forgot ah! you do have to leave early. <laughs> okay, please. please. This this movie, the box art. The score, the VFX, <laughs> the CGI, any other little acronyms I could come up with to try to save this thing. No, this thing made a promise, man. What what did this movie do to you? <laughs> Are you still my friend? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, of course. No, it's the same. The same. The same that. I mean, I've seen worse, but <laughs> just sad, but true. Um, <sighs> this is low tier. Asylum. This is their rushed. Let's match something because someone was like, "Oh crap, we have a blockbuster film coming out, and we don't have a mock must mockbuster to match that this year." Quick, let's throw something together. That's what I really feel happened with this. Was they needed something quick, so they just went to Lee Scott and said, "Look, you know, I don't care what you make, make it." you know 90 some minutes long and it's got to deal with robots that change into something okay that's that's what we need and Brilliant. you know and he's like oh yeah you know he's got all the freedom in the world never gets this before and and now he never will again but um <laughs> the box art does lie it it is really unfortunately this film is what people really picture all, many people get the idea that all asylum pictures are like transmorphers when in all honesty there are less transmorpher type films in asylum's library and more the terminators mm-hmm. side of movies in the library to where they're still crap don't get me wrong they're 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 not good films but there's entertainment value to be had in most of the films this one unfortunately it didn't really find any entertainment value because you're never in any one place long enough to enjoy what is being presented to you you are being told some cliff's notes thing while you're on the bus ride on the way home and by the time you get home the tape has ended and you don't really know what you listened to but you know it was something that took this amount of time, uh, you know, and unfortunately that's what transmorphers is, but not all asylum is like this, but a lot of people, when you say asylum, they think transmorphers and not like Z nation. Sadly. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, before you go, yes. where could people find you? Uh, like if they wanted to hear more of your brilliant, <laughs> brilliant dissertations on films, um, you know, uh, they could go to specialmarkproductions.com. I got a link there for my Patreon, uh, Instagram, all that fun stuff, or specialmarkpro on Instagram or prod. Uh, yeah, I'm. you go to the website there. There's links to my YouTube and stuff. The other thing is I want to throw in real quick because, and Paul will appreciate this, being a Wisconsin boy, Lee Scott is from Milwaukee. Unfortunately. Are you going to go find him and beat him up? 
No, I would love to get an interview with this guy, actually. I'm not inciting violence. <laughs> no, I, I would love to find out how this guy's brain works because he he wrote he directed a lot of stuff he did piranha sharks which i actually enjoyed bits and pieces of piranha sharks okay uh he did uh you know a number of others he did the beast of bray road was one of his first films so you know i'd love to get in his thought and figure out his thought process and i have a feeling with that interview you'd get an idea of why transmorphers is the way it is so that's that's my summary on it. Yeah, specialmarkproductions.com where you can find all your movie man needs. And yeah, I, sorry guys, I do have to drop off, uh, but it, it's been fun, and I can't, no, I no, can't no. wait to watch. I I have my alcohol ready to watch the next Transmorphers <laughs> film. Um, so thank you guys, uh, and we will talk to you later. All right, bud. Take care. All right, great, he's gone. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <clears throat> Paul, I didn't realize you hated. <laughs> Have I lost you from my friend's circle now? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, uh, it, honestly, uh, I don't give Asylum enough credit, uh, but uh, I started mm. out with their shark movies. Oh, okay. And when when the the i think it was uh, uh the me- mega shark versus the mecha shark one yeah that's a fun uh, one oh my god i did not like that because they literally <laughs> jumped the shark in that film <laughs> uh, and i it was it was but so my mentality because at that time i was just starting out to be the bowtie critic and i wanted to be like uh like i was like i i was, I was going to be like the next like super critical uh like person out there and i was like oh this this is a rotten movie and and then from that point on it 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 just that 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 feeling kind of stuck with me and i i've never given asylum much credit now z uh z nation that's a that's a great series i've 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 enjoyed that and that has been slowly making me reconsider what asylum has done although i have seen a lot of asylum films that make me cringe um so having me go through these films uh, is actually a nice thing because I am forced to be uh, critical about it, and and I'm I'm very much not trying to easily poo poo on the, on these films. So I'm trying to find all of the things that that how I would look at most films, and and I look at okay, well this it's kind of like this, and it's kind of like that, and and so forth. So I appreciate it, and I and I thank you for giving me an opportunity. To give no, asylum a fair, fair trial, so yeah. Now, is I want you honest. I don't care. Like, this isn't some kind of ass kissing session or nothing. This is mockbusters. <laughs> you know, it, yep. it's like I told everybody when I asked her. You know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Don't come on here bitching about it. It's awful. I can't believe you did. It's like you knew what the hell this was for you press play. It's your own damn fault. Mm-hmm. Regardless, hey, I've got Lee Scott's info. I think I'm gonna hit this dude up. I, not, uh, not, not literally, are you? Yeah, I've got IMDb Pro. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean not like literally. No, That's my I'm department. A nice guy. Okay, good. No, like no, seriously, this dude, this dude's already <laughs> won. It's it's what I like. Yeah. Any movie, I don't care. And tr- this is not the worst movie I've seen. 
Alien versus Hunter is the worst. <laughs> yes. No, this is not That'd the worst. Awesome. Now, I'm going to hit this dude up, try to pick his brain. Regardless, <clears throat> back to the film that we watched. All right. Mm-hmm. Like I asked Mark, my main criteria for the bottom rack is bottom shelf entertainment. However, the kid in me sees some box art and the kid in me is enticed and the kid in me wants to find a movie that delivers what the box art showed me. Did did this movie deliver for you what the box art promised? Uh, You're asking me, Paul? Yes, you, Paul. Well, so to me, uh, this box promised me a mature (laughs) telling of Iron Giant. (laughs) Damn, you're right. Uh, But what I got was more of a college production of Terminator Salvation uh, (laughs) down to the little plotty twist thing at the end. Oh, you know, hey, he's a he's actually one of the robots and he's going to save humanity by sacrificing himself. So to me, that was like, a oh, yeah, this is Terminator Salvation. And because they didn't have the budget of Terminator Salvation, uh, they they put they cobbled together what they could. Uh, so, yeah, that so this the box promised me one thing, uh, a really it would have been a much more interesting thing to see. Uh, like what they did with uh, Brightburn, you know, Brightburn to Superman, if they would have done uh, Iron Giants in that type of, you know, like a, a horror sci-fi retell of Iron Giant, I think would have been just a phenomenal story that people would just would love. And that would be a better mockbuster, I think, than, well, than they kind of did that in Transformers 3. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of sort of like that. It's like, ah, I've seen it. This is when Spock goes crazy. And then you find out that that's exactly what happened. But anyway, I digress. You're the one talking about the transmorphers. So, like, I mean, you're getting a little tense here with the combat and to get a little acerbic. But, I mean, mm-hmm. are you ever going to watch this one again? Uh, no. I'm. I So, how I rate the films that we've watched so far. Uh, oh, I'm dying to hear this. Oh, for sure, the alien, alien versus hunter. That's bottom, 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 bottom rack. That's un- that's propping the shelf up because it's wobbly when you walk by and bump it, and it starts <laughs> it's wobbling. <a> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that that'll be the that'll be the spinoff show, Shim. <laughs> uh, and then Transmorphers, and then uh, uh, surprisingly, uh, what I thought was Transmorphers last week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So far, I'm in agreement, Angelique. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm dying. To- <laughs> I mean, as with all of these things, the box art is. I, I hope that is the highest paid employee. The box art and the music. This is what's so sad is that you have such. It's not sad because they're all talented, but you know what I mean. You've got composers yeah. and graphic designers. And it's wasted on this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They could come together and make albums like this. Let do the music. Jesus Christ, do me some artwork like this and let me do the music. But no, they're making movies like this. All right, Angelique, what were, did this movie deliver mm-hmm. anything that it promised? <laughs> no, no. What uh? <sighs> Well, let's give us some God final us. thoughts on this, if you can even piece any together about this well, thing. I I can, because I'm, I'm kind of in line with, with y'all. I mean, is this the worst movie I've ever seen? No. Will I watch it again? <laughs> no. Not if I don't have to. Um, 
<laughs> um, it tried a lot of things. It's like a casserole with way too many ingredients. If they'd have just focused on, you know, okay, the robot theory or, you know, actually give us some background as to why they're getting to the surface, what's so important about surface. And one last thing, when they do defeat the robots <laughs> and the rain stops and the clouds clear, these assholes have never <laughs> been exposed to the sun for their entire goddamn lives. And they're like, they're not screaming in pain and bursting into flames because this new radiation is touching their flesh. That pissed me off a little more than anything else. <laughs> Or running in fear from this glowing orb because I mean they've never seen the sun they don't know what it looks like you know yes <laughs> but yeah they're Morlocks right <laughs> you know but I digress that's gonna be Transmorphers um, <laughs> three it'll be like melanoma I'm, or whatever Transmorphers three melanoma right, it's, it's the giant Teletubby head is just gonna spit out robots like, or something like I don't Unicrom know. Unicrom you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I mean, they tried something. I don't know what, but they tried it, <laughs> and it didn't work very well. But I'm, I'm, I'm like y'all. The alien versus hunter is the shim <laughs> holding up the shelf. Yeah, this is yeah. And the the Terminators. Uh, it's hard <laughs> to hold this one up against the Terminators. Because I really didn't like the Terminators, <laughs> but I I didn't outright hate its face. Because I mean, God help me if I ever go to a convention and William Cat is there, I'm just gonna look at him oh. and shake my head. And <laughs> when somebody does something, Which you'll just go shame. up and shake your head and frown disapprovingly to let him know he's done something wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm William Cat. If you're listening, and I hope you are. I'm not mad. Uh, disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> Which is the you know, the worst thing you can say to That's it. Somebody. Well, you know what's really bad because of because of this uh, podcast, I am not ever going to be able to see him without thinking of Mark the Movie Man's song. <laughs> ever. Uh, and I mean, I had a oh. giant crush on William Cat. Mm -hmm. Like House Man. And my mom ran a video store, and, and one of the earliest movies I was allowed to watch, House. And boy, those cable knit sweaters, man. <laughs> and now that's been ruined! Ruined! Damn it. Oh, man. We're just, the, <laughs> the bodies are stacking like cordwood now. <sighs> Childhood dreams are gone. I am completely... In agreement. I mean, like, seriously, everything y'all have brought up is the same. I am just disheartened. It is so disappointing. I, I mean, I really do agree with Mark. That, you know, they tried. They wanted to give us something, but it just didn't. It's not the worst asylum film, but ultimately, it's just disappointing because I am a fan of the asylum. And when people think the asylum, thankfully now they think of Sharknado or but I don't like the comedy camp. 
And so I, that's just, I don't want that. You know, when I think the asylum, I'm thinking like Mecha Shark, uh, SS Doom Trooper, you know, the shitty movie Sundays on, you know, sci-fi channel, or if you just happen to rent it. And, you know, this is, Transmorphers is just not that. It's just sub par for what it ended up being now. And it's boring. That is the, the ultimate thing. unforgivable sin. Is yeah, that it give me a shitty movie all day long. But if it's fun and it keeps my attention, by God, you know what? All right. But this one, I didn't watch it three times because I didn't understand it. I had to watch it three times because I was oh my god. I mean a credit to that, you just you it didn't, didn't want to hate it. You watched it three times. Obviously, you'd like to find something to like about it. I mean, well, there was that one joke. <laughs> very true. <laughs> very true. Yeah, please tell us the joke. Okay, so the the line confused me the first two times I heard it, but where I'm doing this whole salad joke thing, I caught it on on viewing number three. So. Frozen guy and Itchy are, you know, conspiring to get a crew together to go up top and fight. And uh, Itchy says, so you're going to disobey a direct order. And Mitchell says, what does he say? Um, you know what it is about orders. Orders are made to be eaten before the first course. And I'm like, orders eaten? Orders? orders. And then it hit me. Or yeah. d'oeuvres, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even get that until I saw your <laughs> post and on Facebook, and then it was like mind blown. I was like, "Holy shit!" My coworkers were looking at me like I was a lunatic because I sat there for a solid minute <laughs> laughing. Just it, it happened. <laughs> the only other hors d'oeuvre joke I know is me and JD, my brother JD, we were watching Alf. God, I love that show. <laughs> Anyway, it was the one was great. he's going to visit that blind chick and like it's not, they would have started dating. It's just the simple fact that Alf is an alien and she didn't know it. So he's over there talking with her and stuff and she brings up a tray of food. She's like, shrimp hors d'oeuvres. And he's like, he pauses for a second. He's like, I love the shrimp. <laughs> and I'm just cackling, dying laughing for whatever reason. I had never heard that. And it just killed anyway. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, what does Al yeah. call kittens? Lunch? Or d'oeuvres. Oh. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Sadly, Transmorphers wasn't even that funny. That you're right. The ultimate sin of this movie. I say uh, there's two of them. If yep. you want to code my catechisms that you're going to have to recite the litanies, okay, of sins. I am a cardinal and my cathedral is vast. No, it's, if you're box art, man. But I get it. Look, <laughs> because before the asylum, I was a full moon, still am a full moon kid. So I know all about the box art, not really living up, but full moon, I have to say, like, Nine times out of ten, they will give you what they show on the box art. So yeah. the asylum was really just my first introduction. Just like they always say, don't judge a book by its cover. Uh, the asylum has sadly proven that. But even then, the movie is just not fun. Maybe if they'd have picked two things out of the five that they tried to throw at me, 
just pick two of them and go yep. with that. It would have been cooler. But yeah, there's just, I mean, I can even say I probably will not watch this again willingly. I was, it's just something I know I will watch the Terminators because. <laughs> I still don't know if I like that movie or not, but I can assure you I will end up watching that movie again just because of that fact. It was your asylum format, and this just didn't have it. It just, the best thing about it is the box art, sadly. But I mean, whoever did that, you know, kudos to you. But yeah, this one, man. Oh, damn. So next show, <laughs> next time on the bottom rack. <laughs> We've got the final film. It's all culminated into this one final film, Transmorphers Fall of Man. And that's going to be next. But until that time, I need to find out what well, y'all need to tell the people listening to this where they can find you, Angelique, when you're not here being forced to watch movies like this. <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? Um on the internet so you can find me on facebook um you can also find me on a few other podcasts uh astro radio z film jerks uh i'm also a member of the night keep and yeah <laughs> oh that's right i can add and applause in the background i'll do that you can add whatever you want sugar uh, <laughs> then uh i'll also be featured on a couple of upcoming uh audio dramas on the dream realms net enterprise network uh robots that's robots with a z of the company and uh monsters magic and mayhem see we're moving moving and shaking paul where could people find you when you're watching films that you might actually enjoy and not <laughs> plotting violence uh, uh uh you can find me mostly on film jerks yeah, that's it. And sometimes you'll even find yeah, us too. That's uh, <laughs> we we are such friends, and we all love movies, and and so yeah, it's it's very easy for people like us to get together and just. I mean, even when we're not recording ourselves, we find ourselves talking about movies. So it's it's funny. Hey, essentially, it kind of. Boy, I'm serious. I'm just a big. I'm not really a one-trick nerd pony, but pretty darn close. I mean, it's just <laughs> Masters of the Universe, Transformers, Dungeons and Dragons, or a video game. I'm really simple. It's not tough at all. Throw some sprinklings of some movies and stuff. Pretty easy to please. So that was the bottom rack. This has been the Transmorphers, and I have been the Daniel. <laughs> and I am kind of the disappointed in this one, honestly. I mean, We all man. feel so sad. I know it's just one of man. <laughs> Damn, well, this is here's hoping this isn't over yet. We've still got the big finale for next week. So next week's show, Transmorphers Fall of Man. Hopefully, it could redeem itself. The big finale for the bottom rack mockbuster summer spectacular extravaganza. So until that time, I am Daniel, and we will catch y'all later. Bye. Bye. Next time on the bottom rack. Because it was a buck. Leader, you know, the uh, Mountain Dew. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The missile. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the missile. <Well. laughs> You're really going to test your faith. And you're, uh, <laughs> you're going to test your Christianity when you get stuck behind one of them tractors. 
or an old person or an old person driving a tractor <laughs> behind a minivan with an old person. Doesn't matter if it's by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was done. The robot's like, okay, you know what? Y'all seem kind of nice. Ain't no need to be fighting each other. Why don't we live to get boom done? <laughs> and it's like, all right. You think you could watch this one without having seen the first? Please, God, without ever having seen the first one? <laughs> like, the stripper chicks I know would be the reason you don't feel safe. Like, they were formidable. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's nothing bad. I'm just saying. I sacrificed your dog to Satan.